When is Late Model Live coming on tonight? Oh my God! We got Weaver, Beaver, Kevin Weaver wins. There's no green light. The race of the year. Forget about it. I don't want to hear nothing else. Glad to see all our fans are out tonight. <laughs> I hope they appreciated that ass kicking. And y'all, I know you love me. I mean, Dirt on Dirt's interviewing me right now. You got to be kidding me. Who's it gonna be at the line? Oh, no! The winner of the inaugural Dirt Million, Earl Pearson Jr. Oh my, Shannon Bath wins it! Are you kidding me? The kid can wheel a truck. The kid can wheel a play model. Oh, hell yeah! At the line, it's gonna be Jonathan Gavin This is one of those days you literally can't find anything to complain about because it's such an awesome day. This is your race day report for... It's going to be Scott Bloomquist winning his eighth Dirt Late Model 3. D-Swap, move over. New race of the year. Into turn number three. Davenport blocking. Shepard, slide job. Davenport answers. Shepard wins. Shepard wins. Where do I click? Oh, look at this thing tonight. But for right now, sit back and relax. And most importantly, welcome to DirtOnDirt.com. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. He got him in the one no! right at the up top there, down the back straight away. They're side by side, no! Dustin. Are you kidding me? The final lap. Who's it going to be? Through. Darryl Lanning and Jonathan Davenport. Through two, three, and four for the final time. Lanning and clears him a drag race to the line. It's Darryl Lanning and getting the win. Green flag is out. That looked like a much better start. Dennis Herb Jr. Oh, zero slides up the track and into the wall. The rain Unbelievable. falling on the speedway. All Our of a sudden, a shower hits the racetrack. Many calling the GOAT. He's on the front row for the 25th Dirt Late Model Dream, Dustin. Scott Bloomquist wins Heat 5. Is there a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Thumbs down. Zero is light. Final time around, McDowell is right there. Brandon Shepard trying to hang on and get the first Eldora Crown Jewel win for the Rocket House Car team. Through three and four for the final time. McDowell down low. They're side by side to the line. Off corner number four, Brandon Shepard wins it. I'm just gonna put this as simply as I can. You ready? Everybody at home ready here? You will never forget, whether you were in the stands or watching at home, what happened at the 25th Dirt Late Model Dream. I have been part of some epic Eldora nights, some nights that I still talk about to this very day. But what we saw on Saturday night will forever go down in history as just one of those vintage, one of those classic Eldora nights. I'm just going to say it. Cover your ears, kids. When I say kids, there you go. Derek's covering his. Turns covering his. Cover your ears. Holy shit. That was one of those nights that will go down not only in Eldora history, but dirt late model history as an absolute all-timer. This is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live for Tuesday, June 11th, post-Dream Edition. I don't know where to start. 
quite honestly. I don't know where to frickin' start is what my note actually said. We normally end the show with pages and pages of notes and, and, and everything, just going over everything. But Derek and Turn and I almost want to begin this show by combing through everything that happened on Saturday night, mainly Saturday night and somewhat the weekend at Eldora. Guys, I'm always the one that's waxing poetic about Eldora, Eldora this, Eldora that. I'm going on and on about Eldora and what it means to me personally and means overall to the sport of dirt late model racing. But help me out here, Suave. I mean, what, where, who, just how, De Derek, dream Saturday, dream weekend. Help me out. Save me a little bit, would you? Like, <laughs> my mind is blown. And, like, we talked about it on the way home, like, it could happen in any other track, you know, and it just wouldn't get into that pop. But when it happens at Eldora, you're going to remember it for a lifetime. And what we saw Saturday, we saw 10 dreams in one night. <laughs> like, light the scales, the rain incident, a photo finish. It was, I mean, it was, I'll never forget that night. And I know, like, Turn said, and you said that you're going to keep your wristbands. I know DJ tweeted out he's keeping it. That, that was one for the ages. I one my, for the ages. I have awesome. my wristband right here. I have it right here. My Dream 25 pit pass. Roger Slack and I talked about this. I'm never going to get rid of this one right here. <laughs> uh, turn, you can hear a couple of people yelling in the background of James and Dustin's call. <laughs> it might be me. It might be you. I, uh, we're standing right behind them. Is that us yelling when that all is happening? I don't really remember, honestly. I know I, said, I, know, I, know I was yelling because, uh, I mean, God, what a freaking finish, Little man. Sheppy. I mean, on top of a... <laughs> crazy crazy night really i mean you have that finish and it's just you can't even put it into words wait stuff happened before the photo finish i know that's <laughs> yeah. the thing is like we're going to go through the show with kevin kovac and everybody later there's so many other little things we're going to talk about like that thursday night great finish between lanigan and davenport and, and and chris madden being wrecked out of a chance at eldora win again i, I don't know it's just is derek i just feel like we you will I, this might be does it top bloomquist fry is the most famous dream ever I think it's that 97 or 15, you know, I hit the scales. But this had, like, what, starting Saturday, and I said it on the ride home, that Bloomquist is going to hit the redraw, and he does he start in the front row. He's going to be in the front row of the feature. That rain thing happened. Then the best line was, he's still got to cross the scales, is what DJ says. And then all of a sudden, two pounds, one pound, goes over a little bit while he's, like, moving the steering wheel. They get him off again, put him back on. He was light, the scales. And then... He's an alternate in the uh, B main, and you're like, oh, my God, this could actually happen. But, no, that, that win was awesome because, you know, Shepard, uh, we've seen him grow up, like I've said, all the time, you know, at Dirt on Dirt, and to see Mark Richards finally get a win as a Rocket house car, you know, team owner to get a win in Eldora. 0-42 oh, or 3? 43. Yeah. yeah, so that was a big win for him. He was smiling from year to year. We have so much dream <laughs> coverage in the next 90 minutes. Yes, I said 90 minutes turn. We're not jamming this thing into 60. From everything, the bloomer stuff, the photo finish, our dream potpourri and grab bag where I have like 100 things to go to. It's just absolute madness. Thanks also to everybody who tuned in this weekend to our record. It's not like James Essex here. A record pay-per-view number from any Eldora event we've ever had. It went tremendous this weekend. Thank you again to Jonathan Bateman, who's just one of the best human beings on the planet, quite honestly. And Roger Slack, of course, and everyone else at Eldora Speedway uh, for just everything they did for us all weekend. We are overwhelmed with the support on the broadcast this weekend. Uh, again, tons and tons of dream stuff coming up. But turn... 
Get ready for the double box. Guess what tomorrow is, Turn. Guess what? Less than 24 hours. Guess what tomorrow is, Turn. Turn, cue that double box up right now. There it is. Oh, God. That's <laughs> violence. Don't forget your Dirt Vision Fast Pass. Get it right now in less than 24 hours. Keep dancing, Suave. The 2019 Dirt Car Summer Nationals start, and every single night is live. That's right. For the first time in our partnership with Dirt Vision, you can watch every single night live with the Dirt Vision Fast Pass. Fueled by DirtOnDirt.com. Derek's still dancing. Yeah. No, no, I wasn't done. Uh, all right, I all wasn't right. Done. Back on. Keep For $39, dancing. you get access to almost every single night of the Hell Tour. All of them. Don't forget, you can order it now. Needless to say, Derek Kessinger is fired yes, up. Yes, let's go. Uh, man, I'm, I'm actually really tired right now. I am still hungover from Eldora. Am I, you might have to come over here, Derek, and do this. I am wiped out. Well, yeah, we drove over night and... Turn took the long way home, you know, got off a different exit. Oh and I said, Turn, just keep, just drop me off in Peoria. The Hell's Tour starts in like five hours and we're finally here. But it doesn't even feel like Summer Nationals because like it's going to be 70, like three tomorrow for the yeah, opener and like something. 80s for two yep. weeks in Illinois. So yeah, that's nice. I'll take that. Uh, don't for forget sure. to log into the upper right hand corner of the website that Dirt Vision Fast 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 Pass, fueled by dirtondirt.com. You can watch every race of the Summer Nationals live right here at dirtondirt.com. Don't forget, the show's coming up this weekend. We've got that three-day Lucas weekend at Fayetteville, Cherokee, and Smokey. 20000 to win for the uh, Virginia Motor guys at Ulta, the ultimate race at Virginia Motor this weekend and the Hell Tour. We are going to preview all of that in the next 90 minutes, but let's dream it up with five things. Number one on five things. You saw it at the beginning of the show, but damn it, you're going to see it again. I, I still am trying to process this. The Dream 25 finish was an absolute all-timer. Final time around. McDowell is right there. Brandon Shepard trying to hang on and get the first Eldora Crown Jewel win for the Rocket House Car team. Through three and four for the final time. McDowell down low. They're side by side to the line. Off corner number four. Brandon Shepard wins it. Great call, Dustin Jarrett. By five hundredths of a second, Brandon Shepard not only got his first ever crown jewel win at Eldora, not only won the richest dirt late model dream ever at $125,000, not only got Mark Richards his first ever Eldora crown jewel, but capped off one of the wildest nights at a racetrack I have ever seen. Let's dive into the closing laps here. First, Shepard looked like he had it. Not easily. He was slapping that right rear of the rocket house car against the upper edges of the Eldora concrete lap after lap. But then a funny thing happened. After many laps of Chris Ferguson laying oil down on that bottom groove, the low side took rubber and Dale McDowell found it and took off. You could see it on race monitor. It was wild. Five laps to go, he's six tenths quicker. Four laps to go, he's seven tenths quicker. Three laps to go, he's quicker. Two laps to go, he's quicker. And you could feel it in the building coming to the white flag. This thing was coming down to the final corner. Shepard pinned on the wall, McDowell around the bottom, and by the skinniest chin hair Shepard has on those rosy red cheeks, he barely hangs on. Unbelievable. Hugs all around is Mark Richards wins his first ever Eldora crown jewel after going 0-43 lifetime, and the players on the field reflected on those final laps. The track was getting really clean. I felt like it was wearing tires a lot, um, especially on entry of the corner. It felt like it was rubbering up a little bit on entry. So I knew I was sliding my left rear tire too much. So I figured there at the end, I felt myself slowing up. So I figured, uh, you know, one of them guys, I mean, I've been watching them guys all weekend, you know, uh, Weiss and, and Dale. Uh, I, I had a feeling that them two would be, you know, two of the ones that beat here for sure, you know, especially Ricky's been been good here lately and then uh, Dale's always good you know and 
Um, I was saying on the stage earlier, it's hard to believe like 12 years ago I was at Dale McDowell Driving School and he was showing me how to do this stuff. So uh, that's pretty cool, you know, to race with him. And uh, it's always fun racing with Dale. You know, he he's a very respectable driver and he always races me clean and I always try to do the same for him. And uh, it was it was fun. It was a lot closer than I wanted it to be, but I guess it was exciting for the fans. Hopefully we sold a few T-shirts. I got beaten banged early. Um, there was several guys racing really, really hard early, and, and we got beaten banged on some restarts. But uh, but the racetrack cleaned up right there at the last, and I was able to, to find it. You know, he was up top, and I was able just to get in a better part of the racetrack. So I'm, I got to run there, and I thought, I'm going to be okay, I'm going to be okay. And, and actually, Jimmy Owens was pulling in the pits, getting in turn three. So I had to swing wide and go around him, and when I got back to it, I knew it was going to be close to the line. And, so uh, we rubbed a little bit, but uh, left him a lane. I didn't want to come across there and wreck and get turned over and all that stuff, even though I wasn't thinking about it being $105,000 difference at that <laughs> point in time. But uh, it was a good night for our easy-go hot rod, and, and uh, you know, so we're, we're, we're okay with it. Remember, Sheppy started 15th in this race, and he took the lead on lap 71 when Earl Pearson Jr. had the flat tire. The buzz in the pits afterwards, though, was mostly about just him riding the rim, slapping that concrete lap after lap, flirting with disaster. Somehow, though, he got the biggest win of his young career. Number two on five things. Okay, let's just do it, Derek. Let's talk heat race five. Seriously, we've got to give this thing its own category. Where do I even start? First and foremost, somehow Scott Bloomquist hits the invert and starts on the pole. That heat already had every eye on it in the place because of that. Then all hell breaks loose when we start racing. So here's a restart early in the race. Scott gets penalized for jumping the start. So he'll have to start third after they restart. Luckily for him, they actually wrecked on that start or he would have been penalized after the race. No worries though, right? Scott gets the lead back and leads the next four laps before another yellow would ultimately come out. So let's go to the next restart now, and that's on lap 11. Notice, get ready here, There, this is the restart where he takes the lead, and you're like, okay, this is not a problem. All right, Scott's good, he's battling Hudson O'Neill, yada yada, he gets the lead, he's gonna be in good shape. Here we are now where literal all hell breaks loose. Restart on lap 11. Notice they're kicking up dust in turn four. They go into turn one, and what the hell, he's in a four-wheel death slide. The entire field gets taken out. What happened? A freak, and I mean freak 60-second rain starts falling, and you don't get it, people. It was not raining in turn four. It was raining in turn one. I've literally never seen anything like it in my life. Green flag is out. That looked like a much better start. Dennis Herb Jr. Oh, zero slides up the track and into the wall. The rain Unbelievable. falling on the speedway. All Our of a sudden, a shower hits the racetrack shower hits the racetrack. Officials determined that they will start and complete heat six and then come back to heat five. You see it here. Kyle Strickler goes on. This happens before Bloomquist finish. He wins heat six. We roll back to heat five. Scott wins it and will start on outside row one of the dream in his first night back since speed weeks. But, 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 but you got to be kidding me. It happened again. Here we go. Up on it slowly. You can see it from the stands. There's no green. Is there a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Thumbs down, zero is light. It, it cannot get any more crazier than it has been already. This is just unbelievable.
officially by two pounds. There was no green light again for Scott Bloomquist. Are you kidding me? We've learned that a piece of lead was supposed to be on the car and was not in the zero drama at Eldora that has gone on for three decades nearly somehow reared its head again. Our own Ben Shelton was in the infield for this entire melee. You know, I think it was almost a deal where he pulls on the scale. And, and I'll be honest, I think it went in my head for a split second. And then you go, there's no way in hell this history can repeat itself. There is no way. And then it pops into my head, the way this night's going, anything could be possible. And then you see the pounds start to go up. And, and they're going up. And you're like, okay, it's going to be good. And then they start to slow down. And it's like the price is right. You're watching the big wheel spin. And you're like, is it going to get to $1? And no, it gets to $98. And it just stops. And then, you know, everybody's in shock. Scott's working the wheel back and forth. And, you know, the crowd's getting bigger. And it just, it was almost surreal, but it almost seemed like you almost saw it coming just the way the night was so chaotic and bizarre. This was an alternate in the B-Main, so we got to race after being DQ'd, but he did not transfer. Ultimately, it's just unreal that after all these years, this guy can still create and produce such drama. Eight of the top ten Eldora and moments in my life, they involve him. Heat five, we will never forget it as long as we live. Number three, it's dream grab bag time. I'm not sure this bag is big enough for what I'm about to put in it here. First and foremost, at one point Saturday night, Bobby Pierce was the fastest car on the racetrack by a mile, literally over a second faster on the clock than anyone. The problem was, guys, he was two laps down. Pierce got lapped early, but didn't know he was as lapped as he was, I guess, for lack of a better term, based on how the cautions fell. And then he just started wheeling his ass off, but it was all for naught. He tried to fight it. It didn't matter. Either way, it was another interesting subplot in a wild night. Pierce, fastest car. Pierce, two Laps down, it was unbelievable. Jonathan Davenport told me after the race he really thinks he had the car to beat, but this contact right there with Kyle Strickler bent the right front tire rod and basically knocked him out of contention. They were crushed afterwards after having a great weekend all together. Speaking of Kyle Strickler, the pole sitter of this race was awesome. He led this race on two separate occasions and proved again that David Wells made the right call putting him in the car Let's get some more modified studs, Mike Harrison. In a late model, please, I would like to see how this develops over the next couple of years. Earl Pearson Jr., another set of heartache. He led laps 48 through 71. It was derailed. Ugh, it kind of looked like it was going to be one of those Pearson nights where he was going to win it, but it wasn't meant to be for the former World 100 winner. As you see, he comes up lame right here late in the race. Quick hitters for the weekend now. John Blankenship sat out for four years. No big deal. He was good all weekend and brought home a top 10 at the Dream. That is impressive, 23. Speaking of not racing, Johnny Scott had never, when I say never, I mean never, raced a dirt late model. And it was pretty good all weekend. He made both prelims, and just overall, he had speed about him. His brother Stormy gets more of the headlines, but Johnny showed that perhaps more late model racing just another mod guy coming over is in his future. Uh, bizarro scenario for, uh, I should say, Jacob Hawkins. He made the dream through a heat race on Saturday, but was DQ'd for being light. A whirlwind for him because he was overall fast qualifier on Friday and Saturday, Thursday and Friday. Normally, that'd be a big story, but not in wake of everything else we had going. Bizarre scenario for fourth and sixth place finishers, Chris Ferguson and Chase Younghands. Right after the race, Chase came home fourth and Fergie was sixth. But remember, a yellow came out right here on the checkered flag lap. So they revert back the lap before for anyone who had not crossed. 
meaning Fergie was officially fourth, and Chase was scored sixth. Yet another bizarre subplot that might have gotten more attention if not for everything else, and Turbo was being Turbo. He was digging second very late in the race, and all I could think about was him telling me on Thursday, it don't matter who it is, if they're in my way at the end, I'm making a big move. That was his exact quote. I thought we were going to get to see it, but he just couldn't hustle the top enough. Man, it was wildness all weekend at Eldora, trust me. Yeah, I was just trying to uh, kind of maintain there them first 40, 50 laps, and I never really fell out of top 10, but some of them restarts, man, I'd lose two or three, and I, I wanted to be right up against the fence, kind of like where Pierce was running there, but when Sheppy passed me, I was like, well, maybe he's going too soon, too early, but, uh, you know, obviously not. He, uh, them guys deserve it. They are the hardest working people around, and they, I'm telling you, Mark, he, uh, he wanted this really, really bad, so for him to to win like he did, you know, and they said it was a close finish. I, I really couldn't see. I, uh, I'm, I'm happy, but you know, kind of just. I run third at the world and fifth here. I, uh, you know, you don't always have this opportunity to even see the leader, let alone race with him. So maybe the world will uh, play into our favor some more. Yeah, if you've seen the first 20 laps, you would have thought I was out to lunch. But uh, no, we never gave up and just. I was riding around, but uh, no, we got to work on our stuff to get a little bit better at the beginning, and then we'll be really good. But uh, no, best finish here, so I always dread coming here, and we've run good all weekend, so it's a good momentum builder. We've been running good all year, and uh, look forward to coming back for the world. The dream was won from the 15th starting spot for the second consecutive year, by the way, and this was the first dream ever ever that did not include Scott Bloomquist or Billy Moyer in the starting field. Number four, one final dream note. Wanted to pay homage to that awesome Thursday night prelim between J.D. and Darrell Lanigan. All hail 25 lappers. Another case where it looked like one guy had it, and then poof, it was just gone. Lap car sort of got in the way here, and this is about as close as things come to rubbing and being all over each other, but really running a clean race at the same time. The 49 and the 29 are door-to-door, fender-to-fender, and right down to it it comes. Darrell Lanigan would ultimately win this race third year in a row. He's won a dream prelim. I just didn't want this to get lost in the shuffle of the Saturday madness. Yeah, that last lap was pretty interesting. Uh, we got racing there, and he he was trying to come down. I don't think he knew it was there, and we got together a little bit getting into one, and we got a little, together a little bit going down the back chute, but... Like I said, it was pretty clean racing, and uh, what a race. Didn't move off the bottom, you know. I was, uh, I had set my mind that I was going to win a race on the bottom here again. But, uh, no, I just, uh, man, we was really, really good, and I was just so good around the bottom that I didn't, I, even the lap cars that would move out, we would still go right by them on the bottom. The, even the other lap cars would. So I just I just didn't move out enough, um, I guess. And I really didn't know landing them was coming. And uh, just everything added up. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but. Shit happens. Shit happens, turn. J a lot of shits in this show. JD would bounce back and win a prelim Friday night. Shane Clanton would win the other 25-lapper on Friday, snapping a near six-year Eldora victory drought. Ricky Weiss was the other prelim winner on Thursday and would go on to finish seventh in the A-Main on Saturday. That is a wrap on Dream in Five Things. Finally, number five, we tried to cover a bunch of other racing this weekend, but the rain nearly washed everything out. We did get some tri-track challenge coverage from Williams Grove on Friday night. And the original member of Suave Motorsports delivers. Rick Eckert keeps rolling, got his fourth win of the year, dominating at the half-mile sprint car racetrack. Scrub won by five seconds. Qualifying fast, winning his heat, starting on the pole, and owning the feature all Eckert all the time 
at the Grove. You know, that don't happen very often for me. I, I usually draw terrible and uh, all the stars lined up for us tonight there. It was pretty cool. I, I love when, when my grandkids are here, so I, I try extra hard at nights too. But uh, uh, I'd like to thank all the fans for coming out. The racetrack was, was great for, uh, for a sunny day, you know, a hot day. The track crew did a great job. Uh, thank everybody for coming out. I got to thank all my sponsors, uh, Dryadine, PPC, SL, Schemberger Dump Truck Service, Suburban Bolorama, Firehouse Subs, M&M Painting Contractor, Ecker Trucking. Uh, it's a lot, it takes a lot of people to get this going. Uh, yeah, it takes a lot of people to keep this team going. So uh, thank all them guys. And then all these crew guys that got with me. I have like a whole bunch tonight. You race around at home there. It's, it's a whole lot easier. And uh, I don't know, maybe they're hiding in the truck. I don't see them. <laughs> Dan Stone won the next night's feature at Seedlands Grove, picking up 3,000, passing Brian Bernheisel on the final lap for his win. That is a weekend wrap on five things. Is that the longest five things ever? It's up there. Might be. It has to be. I look over, and I think these two are dozing off. Turn, are you able to double box yourself with Derek or no? Is uh, it? No. You're not able to do it. Okay, uh. so put, put me and Suave in the double box, okay? Double box us up. Suave, uh, one last thought from you on the dream. Go. Well, you just watch it, and you forget about Thursday's not, <laughs> Thursday night's like photo finish also. and I don't know. It's like no words to describe it. You had to be there, and if you watched it like on Eldora Speedway or DirtOnDirt.com, it does not do justice. You had to have been there to like feel that you know emotion and stuff like that. Scott Bloomquist being light at the scales, that will never ever get old in dirt lane model racing. I'm trying to scan through and do a few like just notes over here of like ranking my top Eldora nights. Uh, Ber Bloomquist Burkhofer, Bloomquist Fry. Um, I think this is top five easily. This is a top five all time oh, Eldora for night sure. for me, if not number maybe. And Bloomquist Burkhofer was big, but Bloomquist Burkhofer didn't have the the length like this thing had like 17 things all night that happened. So. It's a top two or three Eldora moment for me, someone who's been going since the late 80s. So that really says a lot about what we're, uh, what we're talking about here. So I think are we, are we, are we, 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 we pausing for the dream in studio for, a little, for just a second. Are we good? Yeah, because we got sweet little Kevin coming up, and he's, uh, he's about, got some good notes I'm too. I don't want to like ruin him. I'm about to do something I've never done in the history of Late Model Live. We get to this point in the show, and I set, set up the pay attention segment. You know, I get it ready to go. Obviously, the idea behind Pay Attention is to pick a topic in the world of late model racing that I think, in general, you need to be paying attention to. Hey, listen, dum-dum, listen. After you, on this, you need to be paying attention to this. And we, usually, we always look ahead. We're previewing. We're looking ahead. Here's things you need to look at in the coming months. But after what we just saw at Eldora this weekend, we may be done talking about it amongst the three of us, but we are not done talking about the dream. We've got to look back. I know I talked about Eldora a ton but I personally am not quite done yet. I need Kevin Kovac on to pay attention to the dream that we just saw. The guy who spent the entire weekend in the infield media center and just filled DirtOnDirt.com with note after note after note, nugget after nugget after nugget, Kevin Kovac, joins us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Kevin, tell me, when we look back at Dream 25, say five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what are we going to remember most about this just insane night in Western Ohio? Yeah, there was a lot that happened. Let me just start by saying, like, Thursday and Friday, I remember saying, like, man, this just was, everything was too clean. There wasn't enough happening. There wasn't, there wasn't any big compelling stories other than, like, one last lap pass in the feature. And, and then Saturday comes along, and man, 
it took over everything. I blew everything out of the water. And, and the one thing that just sticks out the most, I mean, it's, it's, we're going to remember it forever. forever. Anybody who was there will remember it forever. Everybody who was watching will remember it. Was that 50 race, man, it was, it was crazy. Uh, I mean, there was enough stuff happened in that heat race. And, and of course, who do you think was in it? Scott Bloomquist, <laughs> of course, right? I mean, that's, uh, that's all you got to know. I mean, it just happens to be that he's in the middle of every crazy thing that happens, it seems like, at Eldora. And, and there he gets put back. I, I, I watched uh, the race. I was in the infield during that uh, in, in the media center watching. Uh, I was in front of my laptop sitting there watching on the screens in there. And then I see uh, uh, Bloom because he's leading the race. He gets put back on a lap seven restart for jumping. So I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. But that wasn't even the least of it, though, because then right after that, he takes the lead back. Then a caution comes out on lap 10. And, of course, he went in the corner and the whole field just went into the uh, first turn wall because it started pouring rain right at that cloud burst right at that point. And, and I didn't even know that happened. I'm like, what, what the heck just happened there? I was in the infield. Uh, media center so I didn't even know it was raining and and it just went from there I mean I I, I could tell you um, I, I'm sitting there and I'm like well what, what's happening now everybody's in the pits they're working on their cars and and then I uh, I, I ran outside and, and tried to get a picture of the scene that was happening and and uh and, and everybody's jumping around there's just everybody's jumping in everybody's cars they hold the race back and man it, it just and then it just topped off by Bluequist winning the race and ending up light at the scales. I mean, and another crazy scene, people just going, running around, and, and Bluequist trying to get the car to, you know, get to 2350 and wasn't able to do it. And, man, it's just, when you have all that stuff going on, you're never going to forget it. On our way home, we stopped at a truck stop right on I-70 as you head south on 127 there from Eldora, and Chase Younghands and his entire crew were in there. Uh, and Vinny Giuliani, and I have known Vinny, Vinny for a long, long time, him and I are specifically talking, and he said to me, he said, you just cannot match the theater of Eldora. It's just something about the place. It's not something that can be recreated, he said. And he is 100% right, and I have said almost some version of that for years. Try to describe just the sheer theater of that place that you cannot get anywhere else, especially on a night like Saturday. Oh, my God, yeah. I think we've talked about it before, how Eldora, there's just an aura there about that place and just, just the, the, the way the atmosphere is there. And I mean, you walk into that place, and I, I've always talked about how like it's sort of like a Disney World where you, know, you, don't, you don't see Disney World's rides or something when you're driving down the highway. It's like set back in there, and you got to go in there to see it, or or even sort of like a like a stadium or something. Man, you know, you're the first time you go to a baseball game. You walk in, you walk in suddenly, and you see that green grass and the beautiful stadium, but you don't see that from outside. And and it's like that at Eldora. Here you go. It's it's down in that bowl, or down in the. You don't see that. You just the track is surrounded by grandstands, other than you know the backstretch. So, I mean, you got this, it, it, when they call it the Coliseum, Dirt Coliseum, I mean, I really believe that because it really is like that because, uh, I mean, and you have all the cars in the infield. How, how many tracks even have, uh, you know, pits in the infield anymore where everything is right in front of all the people in the stands? And and so everything gets accentuated because of that, I, I feel like. You know, it's already the biggest money races, the most prestigious races, uh, every big name driver's there. and. And then when something happens, uh, you know, you, you got that, those, 
those scales. I mean, that just how loud everybody got when Bloomquist was uh, came up by <laughs> the scales. And I mean, imagine if that happened at another track where the scales are in the pit area outside the racetrack, not public like that. Would the feeling be as crazy as it was at Eldora? I, I don't think so. I mean, everything plays out right in front of you, uh, and and, and, not a, and not a big stage. I mean, it's just everything's accentuated at Eldora. It's such a big place. It's unbelievable. There were so many things that happened that I was going to include in the show, and then like two or three more things would happen, and I'd be like, well, that's out. That was actually kind of a cool thing that on a normal Eldora weekend I'd talk about, but now that's out. I just feel like a lot of stuff slipped through the cracks this weekend because of the other bigger things that happened. Give me four or five of those things that we might lose with all the Bloomquist stuff and the last lap pass stuff and all of that. Just, just give me four or five of those, Kevin Kovac. Hey, don't forget those moments nuggets. Yeah, it was crazy. There was so much stuff going on. I, I overlooked a couple things, and I couldn't get enough quotes from everybody. That, I mean, I'd been, you'd be writing for a week, it seems like, if you got like a full story on everything that could have been talked about. But I mean, right, right off the bat uh, on, on Saturday, Jimmy Owens blows up in a heat race, and uh, not in the heat race, like, sorry, excuse me, the hot lap. Uh, he hurt, has a hurts a motor, has to go to the backup car. He was one of the favorites probably after his performances uh, uh, the first couple nights. And, and then also during the heat, you have two other uh, guys that everybody was looking at as, as being real contenders with Daryl Lanigan, won, a, won one of the preliminary features on, on Thursday night. He gets in an accident. He has to go to a backup car, but luckily he was in – the race because he had a provisional and then Chris Madden, he's headed right to a second place finish in his heat race. And he ends up running into a slowing Joey Moriarty on the racetrack and just pounded the inside wall. And his night's done because he didn't, he wasn't in line for a provisional and, and Madden was very angry about that. He it was a guy that, you know, he's the one that hasn't won the big one yep. yet at Eldora. And so, you know, you knew that he was uh, in line for one. And, and then in the feature, there's a couple there's three things that I really stuck out in my mind that let's that, that, not forget about is, is Jonathan Davenport. He probably might've had the fastest car yep. in that race. He, he was really good. Just a little tiny touch with Kyle Strickler on lap 28 as he's battling for the lead, bent his front end up. Uh, he was done right after that. I mean, really just, he was a little distraught out there. He didn't even, usually Jonathan comes out and talks a lot after the race. He wasn't really hanging around after the, the race was over and, and then you had Earl Pearson Jr., another guy, takes the lead. And right before he got a, he had a right front flat tire because he ran over a piece of spoiler that was up on the outside of the track. He said he saw it, couldn't avoid it. Two laps, three laps later, gets a flat tire. His, his night's basically done. And, and then Ricky Wise, I mean, look at him. I mean, he got the second place in that race. He, he really felt that he was about to pass Brandon Shepard for the lead and go on to win that race. Then a caution comes out, lap 82, restart. He got a little bump in the back from Tyler Irv, kind of lifted him up a little bit sideways on the home stretch, falls back to sixth, and his chances were, were done. I mean, just those little things. I mean, little things that went different way, and we'd have been talking about, about a whole lot of other stuff after that race. Last couple things, Kevin. Mark Richards, 0-43 coming in at Eldora Crown Jewels as the Rocket House Car team manager. 0-43 as a team owner, I should say. I know you talked to him afterwards. It might have been the happiest I have ever seen Mark Richards at a race that maybe didn't involve Josh back in the day. What did he have to say after this race? Yeah, it's like uh, Mark is a guy who's going to be out there pounding his chest or anything. Although, you know, Derek and I, we'd always like to see him do that. You know, we'd like <laughs> to see him out there and do some incredible Hulk stuff. But, um, but man, he, I, I caught him right in front of the media center after as he was walking away from the inspection area. Uh, after the race and, and, and kind of got him by himself because uh, he had gotten away from everyone and, and 
you could just see the smile on his face. He just was like kind of like a little smirk where he was like, man, yeah, we did it. You know, we <laughs> finally got it. And, and when I was talking to him, one of the key things that he said uh, really it kind of stuck out was uh, he, he'd been coming to Eldora so many years. Rodney Combs as a crew guy back in the late 70s, early 80s, and then uh, with other guys. And, as a, and then for the last, what, 20-some years now with, uh, as a car owner, as the Rock Chassis House car owner, he said he had to change his approach. I mean, Eldora, you could get into it so much that you overprepare, you overthink it, you do too much. And, and then with Mark, there's even that other factor where like, hey, I mean, there's a lot of customers he has there. He has 41 cars, wow. cars in that field. And that's, man, he has a lot of cars in every field. But when you go there, that's a lot more. And how, imagine having all those people coming up to you and asking you questions and, and talking about setups and, and he thinks that he could get so much information overload there where everybody's talking to him and, and he just thinks too much about it. And this week he just went in there. He said, I'm, I'm going to consider this a regular race, just like I'm going to Lancaster Speedway last week with the outlaws or, or something and, and not overthink this. And he didn't get worked up about not running the best the first two nights. He just stuck with the plan. And, and when that, there was a little bit of cushion there and that was perfect for uh, Brandon Shepard and it all came together for him you know he didn't overwork he didn't he just kept himself calm this time and and man it worked and hopefully he just does this all the time maybe he's just going to be on a big run as a as a crown jewel winner at Eldora now it's probably bad news for the competition I guess finish with a couple of notes Kevin what do you got clean out that dream notebook for me <laughs> uh, I'll give you a couple of quick three. I thought it was really neat I saw the picture uh after the race of Shannon Babb and Scott Bloomquist together and Bloomquist gave him the door that Bab used on his car and, and wrote on there. I mean, man, it was fun working with you guys, you and your boys out this weekend. And, and it came a little keepsake to take home. I thought that was pretty cool. A, little, a good little note. and uh, A note there with, uh, with, with Shane Clanton. How about him? Uh, he hadn't, he's, he's won both races, the dream and the world, but he hadn't won at Eldor in, in six years until he won that uh, one of the uh, preliminary features on Friday. And he really made a good show. I mean, he was in the mix there. He finished third in the future. And it was good to see Shannon, uh, Shane Clanton back in, back, in the, back in the mix there, back running for a win at Eldor. And, and one final note here is uh, Mark Richards even pointed this out to me. He said after the race, he's like, man, he kind of like came to me and said it to, to really accentuate it. He said, hey, hey, you know what? Four of the five races this weekend were, were won by World of Outlaws drivers. Uh, uh, and, and only one of them, obviously, was uh, was um, Brandon, who was the dominator of the Outlaws. And, and like Mark said, there's a lot of people that come to us and say, hey, Brandon doesn't run against competition with the World of Outlaws. You know, that it's it's less than the Lucas Oil Series. But uh, Mark goes, and, and I think everybody noticed that, hey, there's, there's good guys on that series, too, that could win on big stages. And I thought that was pretty neat. Dream 25 an absolute all-time night in dirt late model history, Kevin Kovac. I, I appreciate that. I just, I had to have you on to talk about this. I, I just was like, I need some more perspective. I need a little more before we get into the summer nationals about the dream. And I thank you very much for it, sir. Actually, wait a minute. Suave, you have one question for uh, Kevin. Is that correct? Oh, Kevin, I get to see you tomorrow on the summer nationals. How excited are you? And what are you looking forward to? <laughs> Uh, I'm pumped up. And I tell you what, Eldora got me pumped up now. I mean, I've had so many rainouts this year. It's been, I haven't even seen many races. And it's like, man, like I needed something to get fired up about racing again here, you know, because uh, you just see so many, so many um, blonde nights here because you're getting rained out. And you go to Eldora, 
man, it's just it's like we talked about the theater there, man. I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. Let's go racing with the Summer Nationals now, right, Derek? How can I not be pumped up going racing with Derek though, right? Uh, I can. Uh, I'll call you off air and we can talk about it later. So, <laughs> Swab, anything else? If you're your uncle Kevin, are you good? I'll pick you up tomorrow at the airport, buddy. Can't wait to see you. There, I'm ready. We got reunions like three days after Eldora. We've got a reunion. Going, Bye, Kevin. Right? Love you. <laughs> all right, we'll see you this week. Now that we've reached the peak of the season, what are you most looking forward to? That's my Twitter question tonight. It's pretty simple. We're in the guts now. What are you most looking forward to? Is it the Hell Tour? Is it Lucas Oil? Is it something with the World of Outlaws? Something else? Let us know. Use the hashtag Late Model Live. Tell me, what do you want to see? What are you looking forward to this summer? Tell us. We'll be back after the break. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Tyler Erb is best on the first race of the year in the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Tyler Erb dominant in night number two of the Winter Nationals. He picks up his third victory of the season. For the 38th time in his career, for the second straight night and the 39th time in his career, for the third straight night, Brandon Shepard will make history at the 48th Annual Dirt Car Nationals. He wins all four World of Outlaws events. product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. Great people to work with, got the best hymns on the market. FK Rod Angle and everybody's stuff. Um, she sponsors events, but anybody that knows anything to do with racing knows FK Rod Angle, that's for sure. I think it means a lot when you got people behind you that stand behind you and believe in what you're doing. Uh, like I said, it just makes for everybody to have pretty good success. He's got a good run on Weaver. It's going to be close. Here we go. Weaver will take the lead into turn number three. Pierce to the outside with a move. Bobby Pierce, high side momentum. Checker flag waves. Too close to call. Look at the heartache in, in Suave's eyes watching <laughs> Weaver get nipped at the line by Bobby Pierce in the Summer right Nationals race. Right there. If you like watching the Dirt Late Model Dream Live, you are in for a treat. Every night of the Hell Tour can be seen live with the Dirt Vision Fast Pass on DirtOnDirt.com. Just $39, and you can watch them all, Suave. It is getting closer and closer tomorrow night at Peoria. No rest for the wicked. Turn, we know that Derek is looking forward to the Hell Tour. We know that I am pumped up about that Lucas Oil swing later in the year in July with Brown County and Jackson and I-80. Just something that I personally really enjoyed last year. I want to know, what are the people looking forward to? Let's take a look. Suave, read the first Twitter answer. What do the people want to see this summer? Josh says, at Dirt on Dirt, Hell Tour, it's the coolest series on the planet. This is Derek's burner The amount account. of FT drivers doesn't matter much to me because it's entertaining enough to see the different look and size of the fields each night. The Hell Tour always shows why. Hashtag Midwest is the best. 
Oh, side note, hope the 21 shows up on the regular. He's doing, I think he's referring to Billy Moyer, and he is going to be at the entire first week. Turn, you take number two. From our friend Tyson Graves. Talking to the mic, turn. Talking yeah. to the mic every week. Better, better. better we, there turn. we go. I don't know how many weeks I have to tell you to talk <laughs> into the mic. Every one. Come on. From Tyson Graves says, have to say the grueling hell tour never disappoints. Dirt Million World 100 should be fire after this past weekend's dream. Hashtag Late Model Live. Better? Yes, better. So I'll okay. keep going. Uh, Daniel, I think everybody will agree with this. No rainouts, maybe dot, 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 <laughs> dot. <laughs> uh, and I think there's a few more turn. I'll take one, um, from turn Jordan turn. I'll take one from Jordan. I'm sorry. Jordan Han, Hannes, Hannish, 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 Jordan Hannish, silver dollar natties. See how we had the exclamation points. So I read yeah. it really exciting. <laughs> yes. I, that's what I was talking about. I love the silver dollar nationals. Are there any more turn or that's it? Negative. Hashtag late model live. Hashtag late model live. Uh, that was good. Those are some good ones. I think uh, the hell tour though sort of commands the attention here this next month for sure. For some reason I get stopped at Eldora more than anywhere I go when I'm walking through the concourse or the souvenir area it is ripe for folks to stop and want to talk to me about various things in dirt late model racing, especially, though, about the top 25. Mostly hateful. Mostly hateful. <laughs> uh, the Bloomquist fans were all over my ass this past weekend. I don't know if they wanted to be ranked. I mean, the guys are raced in, in three months. Uh, they all want to see where we're going to go post-dream. What is a top 25 going to be like after the dream, asshole? That's what most of them say, Turn. So let's take a look at the top 25. The Bill Stein Shocks top 25 from our good friends at Bill Stein. Uh, no surprise, Brandon Shepard now a unanimous number one after his victory on Saturday night. JD number two. Dale McDowell jumps up three spots. How about Ricky Weiss is the number four ranked dirt late model driver in America right now from ninth to fourth. Turbo drops a spot. EPJ up one. Ross Bales is number seven. Number seven, Bobby Pierce. They didn't like him being two laps down, uh, Suave. They did not like it at all on Saturday night. He plunges five spots from three to eight. Lanigan and Jimmy Owens. When's the last time Lanigan's been in the top ten? Ooh, it's been a hot minute. It's been say, a hot yeah. minute Come on, on the heels of his Thursday night win. Yeah, Andy Savory, let us know. 11 through 20 looks a little bit like this. McCready, Moran, Richards, Madden. Uh, no change from 14th. Chase Younghands all the way up to 15th. Mike Marler, Clanton, Shirley, Eckert, and Overton. How about Shane Clanton turn unranked to 17th? Was Last week was unranked to 15th, right? Was the big jump? Yes. So, yes. yes, unranked to uh, 17th all the way for Shane Clanton. He won a prelim Friday. And then turn who we newbies we got in the final part there. We have Chris Ferguson. And so Chris he can't complain anymore. Yeah, Chris Ferguson's mom just throwing a shade on Twitter, like only guy in the top five all three nights, which he was. Uh, how do you like that, Dirt on Dirt? I'm like, we've had Fergie on the show like twice in the last month. I feel like we've given him some love. Yeah. No? I just, you know, she's okay. She's over it now. She's over it now? Okay, yeah. you feel you feel better. She's, yeah. She's up to 22nd. And Mason Ziegler, no change, rounds out the top 25. It is a big deal tonight, a big deal for us here at DirtOnDirt.com. When we moved into the new studio, we made sure to build it so that we could have guests join us in the studio. The old... Uh, the old studio over on Rosewood Court just did not really allow for that. The new one that we've built here does, so we wanted to take advantage of that before we got into our two-month break for all the summer racing. With the Summer Nationals starting tomorrow, our obvious preview segment was on the Hell Tour, and our obvious choice to have in was Bobby Pierce, the guy that's won three championships here recently and just been an absolute terror on the Summer Nationals. So it was very exciting for us. Inside this big brand-new studio that you see for the first time ever, we had someone in studio, and that was Bobby Pierce, who joined us earlier today. 
Turn, how about this? Joining me now in the Kaiser Manufacturing Studio for the first time ever, Turn, ever. We have never done this before. Part of the reason we built the new studio is for this reason exactly. Joining me now in studio for the first time ever is second-generation driver from Oakwood, Illinois, Bobby Pierce. Bobby, thank you. First of all, hey, guys, how about a round of applause for Bobby yeah. Pierce coming all the way from Oakwood today. <laughs> Joining us in the studio. First of all, how do you like the new digs? You're the first one to do an in-studio interview. What do you think? Oh, yeah, this place is awesome. I mean, uh, <laughs> we got like three stories here in this place, oh, yeah. and it's... Don't I mean, he, we got pictures everywhere. It's it's cool. Yeah. Three stories. He's exaggerating a little bit, by the way. It's it's four stories. Oh, but wow. uh, Bobby, we're obviously going to get into the summer nationals a little bit. But I've got to talk to you about the dirt late model dream first and foremost. You, with no other way to say it, you were driving your ass off. <laughs> quite yeah. honestly, you had yeah. the fastest car on the track. Unfortunately, you were two laps down. Explain it to me because I thought you didn't know you were a lap down. You knew you were a lap down. You just were trying to figure out how many laps down you were, right? Yeah, right. I, I didn't stop with the flag stand because I was mad. I was just wanting to know how many laps down it was. It was like <laughs> one lap down, two laps down, because, you know, we talked if I was one lap down, I could really uh, yeah. take a chance to get a lucky dog and have a good shot at getting back to the front because that track had, uh, you know, my driving style written all over it. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun, but I'm just so mad at myself for getting in the wall early on and, uh, you know, by the time I got back out there, I thought I was two laps down, and which I think I was, but no one really knows. And I'm sure all the uh, the competitors I was passing, you know, they thought I was on the lead lap too, because heck, I was driving like I was. But uh, you know, I was just trying to make it work and get back to the lead lap somehow. I had two two or three drivers tell me Turbo explicitly said to me, he goes, "Holy shit, this Pierce is fast." When he blew by me, he goes, "Well, Bobby's going to win this thing." So I'm with you. I don't think they knew that you were a couple laps down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean. You know, you can always look up at the screen, and you know, I'm not going to lie. I looked up there quite a bit, and sometimes I seen, uh, you know, Dirt on Dirt had me yeah. up on the screen, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe that, maybe I'm not two laps <laughs> down. Maybe I'm only one lap down, and they're like, hey, you know, I might be up there and pass the leader and actually race to get my lap back. That'd be pretty interesting. It'd be the best comeback from all time. I was yeah, two laps down, obviously. <laughs> I was joking with Turn a little bit because Turn during the show, Derek is spotting him during the show. So he's telling him, Pierce is coming, Pierce is coming. And Turn locked in on you for a good six or seven laps. He was locked in on you. And finally, I had to go tap Turn on the shoulder and say, hey, you know he's two laps down, right? I said, he's very impressive right now. So there's, see, Turn, you almost caught, you really screwed him up, Turn, yeah, because yeah. he did not know <laughs> he was two laps down there. So yeah. Have you ever thought, Turn, that it's your fault a little bit? Uh, no, but I guess it is. <laughs> We apologize for that. We showed oh, you. We showed yeah. you too much. No, it's just good. I, it's good to get the, the airtime. It's yeah. it's been a little bit of a rough patch here between Magnolia. Just so many struggles at Magnolia last weekend, and then at the Dream until Saturday night, really kind of struggling a little bit. As we head into the Summer Nationals, do you guys feel like, hey, we're not exactly where we want to be right now as we head into an important part of the season, or after Saturday night at Eldora, are you kind of like, okay, we're okay right now? Well, uh, yeah, we struggled a little bit at Eldora, and. Um, I actually went to Mark and asked him a few questions, and he got us really going on the right track, I feel like, for the heat race on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we figured out a, a little bit at Eldora, figured out, uh, I mean, every race you go to, you know, you're always trying a little bit something new, or at least my dad is. And, uh, you know, I can be the, the guinea pig for all that stuff. But um, I feel like we learned a lot at Eldora. And, you know, Eldora is a great place to test because it gets so slick. And when it does, you know, you need traction, but you got to be able to steer at the same time. So you really got to have a good car. And I feel like I had a good car come feature time Saturday night. I know the track was a little bit different, but um, I, I think we got a good car heading into summer nationals. And, and I'm really looking forward to it. We got 
26 races, I think it is now. I know something took place of uh, like LaSalle. LaSalle's day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is yet. You haven't told me. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'll give you the great reveal later. Yeah, so. okay, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. And, and every night live on Dirt on Dirt, you know, that's, that's cool. Uh, I got to let all my sponsors know and friends and family, and they'll be checking it out. The Summer Nationals is here. It's actually Summer Nationals Eve right now. So we appreciate you coming in because I know how busy things are for you right now. As you get ready to do this, like you said, 26 races now in 32 days, what is you've done this before so what is your mindset the night before your summer nationals start um i talked to you about the weather at peoria and you said i don't even look at the weather because i have to be there anyway yeah. but what is your mindset right now as you head into this what are, what are you thinking on on summer nationals eve oh uh, well you know uh we all got to be ready to go you know me yeah. and the crew and everybody um you know i i the way i look at it is I probably can't sleep a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, like even last night, you know, I know coming here to do this thing, I was a little bit uh, anxious for it. <laughs> I'm anxious for summer nationals. You know, it's always so fun to, to do. And um, I know it's going to be a lot of hard work, but if you, you know, put in the hard work and you're having a good time running up front, you know, it can be a lot of fun. You know, some people say it's, it's tough to be racing every night, but I actually think it's almost easier in a way because, you kind of just get in that routine, you get going. And, you know, as long as nothing major happens, uh, you know, like I said, you having a good time doing it and, uh, there's nothing like the hell tour for sure. But, um, you know, I've been, I've been spending a lot of late nights in the shop, uh, you know, weeks ago, just getting everything ready, you know, getting that other car ready for Tim Lance at the dream. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got three cars, uh, right now and that one he was driving. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot of work to do, like all the time. But uh, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, we can just start getting the wins again. I'll uh, I'll be having a lot of fun. <laughs> we know about the travel of the summer nationals. We know about the late nights. But what are the hidden hardest parts of the tour? What are the things that people forget about that actually make this the hell tour? That make it the hardest thing? What are those things that nobody thinks about? Like maybe laundry. Right, <laughs> you yeah. know, what are the things like that that are the hardest things? Uh, you know, one of the hardest things is honestly probably got to be the travel every yeah. night, you know, getting and, and getting everything ready to go. Yeah. Um, you know, we got these big haulers now and it takes a while to load them up, to get them unloaded, make sure everything's right. You know, you don't want to be on your way to a points race and have something break yeah. down. You know, you don't want to have a flat tire or anything like that. And, um, it's the middle of summer too. So, you know, yeah, you, you got plenty of laundry because, <laughs> you know, you're sweaty and dirty at the end of the night. You, um, you need to make sure you stop at a Walmart and stock up on water, Gatorade, whatever you need. Um, you know, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I've actually been trying to find Pedialyte popsicles because, <laughs> you know, between the, the, uh, all the hard work and the late nights that summer nationals provides, you know, you need to Get them electrolytes going the next day. Suave, I know you have a question for Bobby. At least one question, Suave. Jump in here. Go ahead. What makes this like the competition level? You know, you have, you know, you're gonna have all the national guys and they come in. Do they have an advantage, or do you guys have the advantage? The guys that race every night, or the guys that come in and hit or miss? Uh, you know, that's always a question, but um, I feel like the guys that come in almost have a slight advantage because their stuff, you know, it's not worn out, and you're not worn out, but. Um, I mean, you know, we do this for a living, so if you got it going right, you know, um, whoever has, uh, you know, their, their A game on, their, their game face on, everything, uh, I think they're going to be the toughest to beat, and hopefully that's me. You know, hopefully we're, uh, we're the fastest car out there, you know, every night, no matter what track we go to. Uh, like I said, I felt like we learned a lot, so 
Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I, I feel like the guy that comes in brand new, he hasn't raced in a few days. He's going to have a slightly upper edge. But um, but don't count out the locals. You know, anywhere you go, you know, like Fairbury, the people run Fairbury every night, every Saturday night, you know, um, or when we go to like Clarksville yeah. or stuff like that, you know, just different areas, you know, the locals that run there. Um, those guys are tough to beat. You ran Lucas Oil full-time last year. It was your first national touring season. You've done the Summer Nationals multiple times. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Which one's harder? And I think maybe harder can be defined in a different way. The grind of the Summer Nationals, the competition of Lucas. Just in general, which one is harder to do? Oh, man, they're both tough. Um, you know, Lucas travels a lot farther. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's only every weekend or whatever, mm -hmm. not, not every night. But uh, Summer Nationals is only a month long. I think the Lucas tour is, um, it takes more to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as toughness goes, I mean, I don't know. I, even though I race, uh, I'm gonna race all the summer nationals, you know, right after that I go to a Lucas race. Right. So for me, I think summer nationals is tougher because I'm still putting in them 90 races per year. Whereas a guy that runs Lucas only he's putting in 55, 65 races a year. So, um, I mean, for me, it's tougher to be around that Summer National Series because I still get around to all the other 90-some shows a year. A question I've always wanted to ask a guy in your position, and it really only would apply to you, Brandon Shepard, Dennis, or an Illinois guy, but running the Hell Tour or running a National Tour, on the Hell Tour, you have more chances to win because you're racing every night. Maybe a little less money because it's 5,000 wins. On a National Tour, you get the show-up money. At the end of the day, financially, how do you compare the two just on money and from where you sit? Why one over the other? Do you think at the end of the year, because you're going to win more races, that it, it comes ahead financially for you instead of going to Lucas and getting the show up money? It really only applies to a guy like you, these Illinois guys that yeah. could do them both. So help me understand that a little bit. I don't know. I think it's what you're comfortable with and, and what um, some of your sponsors want you to do and what you can do. Um, like I said, I think doing the Lucas tour, almost is a little bit more, uh, you need a little bit more funds to do it mm -hmm. with all the traveling. Um, luckily, I got a lot of sponsors behind me that I think I could do either one. Um, but I don't know. Like, I know I go to Arizona in January because uh, I love going out there. Yeah. Um, and I got family out there, and which is also a sponsor of the Premier Way Services. And, um, you know, I love doing that. So then by the time that's over, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really want to get everything, <laughs> you know, thrashed together to go to Florida so quick. So we kind of always just, um, you know, when you miss that first couple of races, you know, there's no point of obviously following the rest of the tour. But um, you kind of got to have your stuff ready to go early on in the year. And for me, like that Arizona deal, uh, it just makes it really tough. But also throughout the year, you know, there's a lot of races that I would miss around mm -hmm. home. You know, take the Summer Nationals, for example. Like, we got a Lucas race at Tri-City, a Lucas race at uh, Wheatland that one weekend that yep. I'd always love to go to, but I have to miss because Summer Nationals. But um, if you're on the Lucas Tour, you know, you got all sorts of races. Yeah. Like, last year, I never went to Farmer City one time because I couldn't get to it. Is that so, right? Yeah. You didn't race at Farmer City yeah, once last year? Yeah. Yeah. Became, wow. Yeah. I guess I didn't even realize that until right. this exact minute. And it's my closest track, you know, it's yeah. 40 minutes from me. And, uh, a so place it, you're good at too. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've won big races there. So, I mean, you got to take in, uh, just what you're comfortable, I think is the most part. And the summer nationals, you know, yeah, it has a lot of 5,000 win races, but I think what is there? Nine, 10,000 yep. races. And 
when you can get to them and, um, you know, you're, you know you're good at them racetracks, uh, it, it's hard to miss. You know, uh, every now and then I think, you know, some guys want to bounce around. Like I know Brian Shirley, he's done yeah. World of Outlaw one year and Summer Nationals yeah. another year, whatever. And like Dennis Herb, you know, he follows Lucas Tour and then kind of sees where he's at, yeah. I guess. So um, you can always start it and then just make a decision halfway through the year if you want to fall off from the Summer Nationals sure. or whatever you want to do. So. In light of everything that went on with Scott and Eldora, um, Co Kevin Kovac and I were just discussing this, that there will just really never be any replacing Scott Bloomquist. He literally is one of a kind. And your, your father and I have talked about this a lot because your dad spent a lot of time with Scott back in the day. But I think if anybody meets that love him or hate him category, you might be ascending <laughs> in those ranks a little bit simply because you won so much at such a young age. You're young. You are on the racetrack. You have a very distinctive driving style. You win a ton. You're not afraid to say something or tweet something that you just, you're going to come from the heart. And whether people like it or hate it, you're going to say it. Do you think in that way you can be the next Scott Bloomquist? That's oh, a tough man. question. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, Scott, in a way, you know, a lot of people, they, they look at him as the villain, I guess. You yeah. know, I, I don't want to be a villain, you know. But, right. He, you know, he I, likes being a villain, yeah, too, right? Yeah, he, he, I think he does. But, um, you know, I just want to be known as, uh, you know, a very competitive racer and uh, a guy that has uh, so much uh, drive and passion for the sport. You know, that's all, at the end of the day, that's what I want. You know, I want the sport to thrive. Uh, because it's what I do too, you know, and, and I love it. I'm a fan, not just a race car driver. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, like I said, I just want to be known as a, a very hard racing competitor. There's, I mean, Kyle, <laughs> hey, which we're best friends now. And now that. you're I best mean, friends, hey. right? Forget this. Yeah. Forget this. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean, I, I want, I want my voice to be heard. Everybody wants their voice to be heard. And, um, you know, no matter who you are, if you're a fan or whatever you, whatever it is, you know, you just, um, you want the better for the sport. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't cover the little swab head with it there. We yeah. should have. So, uh, but anyways, you know, it's, um, I don't know. I think dirt late model racing is one of the best things. Uh, and there's so many people that don't know anything about it yeah. really, you know, like how much of the population has never even heard yeah. of dirt, like dirt racing. And, uh, I don't know. I just try to get it out there as much as I can. That's why I'm on social media a lot. And, um, but as far as the Scott thing, if I could win as many races <laughs> as he has, then that's, that's good by me. You can call me Scott Boonquist. You know, <laughs> how many wins does he have? So uh, hundreds yeah. and hundreds. So he's pushing. What is he? Moyer's 800. He's Derek. What is he? He's is over he six, like 600 high or close? 600s yeah. now. Or yeah. low which, I'm, which I'm very far away from that. Yeah. You just got a hundred like last year, right? Right. Yeah. Or last yeah, two years ago. That's I'm on a hundred and I don't know, 12 now or so, yeah. hundred and something. But, um, all the big money races, he's won all them crown jewels and prestigious events. You know, that's what, that's what I'm chasing. Uh, you know, that's why the dream you know, some emotion came out because, yeah. like, I knew I was so fast and I had a good car to possibly win that thing or I was going to be there at the end and I messed up, got the wall early on and was just trying to get back to lead lap to have a shot. But, you know, there's always next year and, you know, I'm, like you said, I'm really young so far and um, everyone that helps me out right now, you know, there's a – it's possible to someday have that many wins. I just got to 
keep going hard at it and try to get there. Last thing I have to ask you, and I don't know why I didn't put two and two together until this second, but you you and Kyle Bronson getting into it at Fairbury last year. Of course, Kyle now dating your your sister yeah. and living near you. It, it, did you guys have to have that talk at some point? Like, hey, man, forget about Fairbury last year. That's in the you probably moved on pretty quick. I'm guessing. I mean, we kind of just <laughs> joked about it, and every now and then, like, we'll we'll still joke about it. Like, um, oh, Kyle throws a dirty slider or something. Or, I mean, I don't know. There's slide jobs. They're not a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing I want to ask you, what is a good summer nationals for you? There's 26 races. Does it have to be 10 wins? Do you need to hit 10 to feel really good about the tour? I kind of feel like that's your number. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And, um, you know, second places are great, but, um, you know, you definitely want them wins and you don't only want it for the summer nationals points and, and everything with that, but, um, you know, it's also UMP national yeah. points. So, you know, always at the end of the year, you kind of see where you're at in that. And if you want to, you know, go hard for that at the end to try to try to get the championship in that too. So, um, but yeah, you, 10 wins. Uh, that's, that's a hell of a summer nationals. Yeah. I have this the gift now that you brought me, by the way, your mother, yeah. Angie actually provide turn. I'm going to hold yep. it up here. I, I couldn't open it until the show Bobby said. So, this is like one of those it's things a little we're, gift for the studio. It's here. a little gift for the studio, which yeah. we appreciate very much. I like, look at this. Very nice. We're going to put this right on the desk, a brand new Bobby Pierce die cast. I like that very much. Thank you. Please tell your mother and father thank you as well. I appreciate that. Turn, we're going to put this right next to Freddie Smith. There you go. I can't think of a hey. better spot for it right there than next to <laughs> Freddie. Bobby, you mentioned Premier Waste. I know you've got some other sponsors you want to thank, uh, so go ahead with that. Yeah, i got to thank Hoker Trucking, uh, All Guy Incorporated, uh, Digital Copy Systems, Tim Lance at just yeah. drove my other car. Um, I got to thank Massey Valley Transportation, uh, Carnegie Towing and Repair, Ted Brown's Quality Paint Body Shop, uh, Velocita Suits, uh, Pro Power, Advanced Suspension, Rocket Chassis. Um, man, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Border Tire, T&D Machine Products. Um, just everyone that helps me out. Um, all the little product sponsors, too, you know. I don't want to ramble off everybody and take up a lot of time, but just huge thanks to everyone. Uh, First Beer, um, Showtime Signs, just uh, at the end of the day, you know, it all uh, couldn't do anything without the help from everybody. So even all the fans and everyone. So You're welcome, Bobby. <laughs> oh. oh, you're talking about me? Yeah. He has been your hype man for going on like a decade now. So this is, that is good. Pep talks in the pips, pits that he has to give you. So Yeah, yeah. no, I... I did pinky promise him at Eldora I was going to try to put on a show. Oh, you did put on a show because I, I, I legit thought you were going for the league. <laughs> just two laps down. Yeah. Right. Three-time Dirt Car Summer Nationals champion Bobby Pierce, our first ever in-studio guest here at Late Model Live. I cannot thank you enough for driving from Oakwood. I really appreciate that. I've got a special treat for you on the way out here. So we always, when we record these interviews, we have the, we throw it to break. I'm going to have you throw it to break for me. Okay. Okay. So I want you to say, turn, it's just simple Kaiser manufacturing, late model live here. What should we have him say? Anything fancy or no? Uh, I don't know. He's going to wing it. He's going to wing it. All right. So just turn, go ahead and cue the music. All right. So there's the music. Now you take us to break. I'll let you say whatever you want. Typically I say you're watching Kaiser manufacturing's late model live. We'll be back after this. You can say I'm Bobby Pierce. You got it, Bobby. Throw us to break. I'm Bobby Pierce. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing Late Model Live. Be back after the break. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Mark Martin Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, 
GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. kind of feel bad about the post dream pre summer national show we have to recap the dream which took a ton of time this year we have to preview the hell tour it's one of our big things at dirt on dirt.com i just don't want any of the other races around the country to fall through the cracks so turn let's full screen real quick some of the things that are coming this weekend i want to make sure they get their due diligence the lucas oil triple header thursday friday saturday at fayetteville cherokee and smoky mountain smoky mountain paying fifteen thousand to win on saturday night as well and of course, one of two ultimate races at Virginia Motor that pay 20000 to win this year. The first one was rained out in April. This one in June, the USA 100 for $20,000 to win this weekend. I just wanted to give a little love to those, get a full screen up and a reminder of those events this weekend. Hit them if you're in the area. Triple header for Lucas in the ultimate race at Virginia. Our own Andy Savory was in a tweet storm turn right after the dream. I, I think his head nearly exploded after what we saw Saturday night, so he was up and had the adrenaline going. Let's dive into some of his tweets right now. Check this one out. First, Dale McDowell. Look at Dale McDowell's last seven dream performances. 2013 up. Fourth, first, fourth, third, sixth, second, second. Uh, Suave, is that good? I can't tell. That's good for Lamac Daddy. It is an unbelievable run. I'll have some more Dale McDowell notes later in the show, but those last seven dream performances, unbelievable. And then Brandon Shepard had 24,125 in career dream earnings coming into this weekend. And then five of the seven finishers earned more purse money than they previously had in their entire dream careers, including these five guys. Shepard, of course, wins at 125. Fergie, Turbo, Chase, and Ricky Weiss all made more money in this one race than they had made in their entire 
dream careers combined. So I thought that was another neat statistic, more and more money that Roger Slack and everybody at Eldora is putting up. I thought that was another cool thing to note. Turn, we're getting ready to dance. Cue the music, turn. Turn, cue the music. Double box me and Suave. Suave won a lock of the week, everybody. Finally won a lock of the week. It has been four months and eternity. Sheppy was his first win back at Speed Weeks. Sheppy did it for him again in the Dream Pick Swap. How do you feel? You know what? That's the first thing Shepard said to me after Victory Lane. We were walking into the press box. Had to go get him for the post-race interview. And he said, thanks for believing in me, Suave. Lock of the week. So I'm very happy. <laughs> and he's only he's won both my locks this year. So kudos uh, to Sheppy. He is 2-5. and five. We'll catch up on that in a second. But it's time for our post-dream lock of the week. And this is exciting because we're not on the air for several weeks. So Derek gets to make many picks in this segment. Swab's lock of the week. How, bad that, how about that, Turny boy, Brandon Shepard? Picks up the win. I mean, he only had to beat 90 other cars. So, I mean... Kudos to me for picking him. But since summer break is coming, I'm going to have five locks throughout the summer. And when we return back in August, I'm going to be above 500 and turns going to be sweating. My first lock is simple. Bobby Pierce wins the Summer Nationals title. Book it right now. He runs away with it. Scott Bloomquist will win the Firecracker 100. I mean, he's back. Let's just hopefully he makes weight. Brandon Shepard will win the 30th annual Prairie Dirt Classic. Oh, on my 30th birthday. What a great birthday gift, Sheppy. Thanks very much. JD will win I-80 for the Silver Dollar Nationals because he's fast, just like that Weaver guy, he says. And <laughs> my final pick is that Brandon Shepard will win his second consecutive USA Nationals title. The Rocket House car is always fast there. So let's just say, turn. I'm going to win all five of them. Summer break is finally here. I hope I can get these picks right. And that's Swab's lock of the week. Two and five. He is, it, it, yeah, two and five does look better visually than yes. one and five. I will say that, Turn. I will say that. He is two and five. I think he may get a couple of those, probably come out around four and seven, four and eight, which would give him a shot if things. Long, long ways Long season to yeah. go. Long <laughs> season to go. We're going to take our last commercial break of the night. We'll be back after this. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. A few more dream notes to finish off the show after this. When you start with the strongest American steel, apply the smartest techniques. Let artesian quality craftsmen do the work. What you end up with is just built better than anything else you can get. their quality second to none number two their service is outstanding and number three they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time they supply rings to the best racers in motorsports all levels 
late model race in Australia. This is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Let's go racing, 40 laps, here we go. But Tyler Turbo work, what a slingshot up onto the inside, makes slight contact with Gonti, and he's hit the wall. Gonti has hit the wall and has lost three places, but Tyler Turbo work charging his way through to take victory in round two and win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so never know when you get back next year, there might be 50. Down to the bottom through three and four. Here they come this time by. White flag is out. Cordy's your leader. Melvin's on the inside. Melvin with a shot for the lead. Melvin looks to the front, down the back, straight away. Cordy's your leader as they go into turns three and four. The 99 of Heckenast in his way. Here they come to the stripe, to the stripe. It's Rodney Melvin. Tick, 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 tick. So while the countdown is on until the kickstart of the Hell Tour, Peoria, Kankakee, Sycamore, Route 66, Fayette County, all Illinois tracks kick off the 2019 Odyssey tomorrow night tomorrow night at Peoria. I want to give a quick shout out also as we get ready to head out and cover all of this racing and all of the World of Outlaws racing and Lucas racing and everything else that, that will be live from this summer. Don't forget to check out Mark Martin Automotive. Mark Martin Automotive, the official live production vehicle of DirtOnDirt.com. Turn, I got to wrap it up. I've gone too long again. Second week in a row, I went way too long. Let's wrap Shocking. it up. Five, shut up, turn. <laughs> Five to go. Number five, MLRA has really expanded their horizons the past two years and ventured more and more into the upper Midwest. It really does that this weekend again with a visit not only to Wisconsin, but to Iowa. First, the Dairyland on Friday, 4,000 to win Friday night at Beaver Dam Raceway in south central Wisconsin. First time ever for the series there. Turn, I actually randomly kissed a girl at Beaver Dam one Ayo. night. Ooh, I'll tell you that story at some point. Saturday night, Dubuque, Iowa, and Dubuque Speedway for 3,000 to win. Two brand new tracks for MLRA. Kind of tough as well with the Hell Tour right in the backyard. There are going to be some cars that get split up with this scheduling. I'll go Will Vaught for one win of the doubleheader. Regional racers, number four turn, number four. Number four, regional racers in Kentucky have a nice chance at some cash Friday and Saturday as Ponderosa and Lake Cumberland both host 3,000 to win races this weekend as both fall under that Brandon Hargrove promoting umbrella. I know that Dustin Linville, I believe, is coming back and racing this weekend. Be cool to see him get one of these wins, but I think it's Michael Chilton who sweeps the weekend in the Commonwealth. Brandon does a great job with all this stuff. Good luck to him at the Big Daddy Classic for 4,000 to win Friday at the Pond, and then the LC All-Stars Saturday for 3,000 at Lake Cumberland. Number three, last weekend we had the Lucas Oil Series at Magnolia Motor Speedway in Columbus, Mississippi, and this weekend it's the Bullring's turn to get on the action, the Mud Bug Classic, two complete. Look at this old video wall in Hollingsworth. Two shows Friday and Saturday, three grand the first, five the next. Chad Thrash, I think, gets one of these wins. Go support your other track, Columbus. Mud Bug Classic this weekend. Love that old video. Number two, turn, get ready. PRP, the place to be for the DTWC. I did that slogan once for Portsmouth for the dirt track, and Derek and Turn still make fun of me for it. This weekend, it's the Boone Coleman Gator 50 for 5,000 to win Saturday on the banks of the Ohio River. I'm picking a Conley to win. More specifically, RJ Conley. Just have a feeling he parks it in victory lane. Get a PRP corn dog for me, somebody, and have fun with the Rayburn Saturday night in Southern Ohio. And number one, let's stay in the Buckeye State for one of the longer-running late-model races in the country. 
Saturday night at Oakshade Raceway, 5,500 to win. The Barney Oldfield Memorial, the 30th annual. For some reason, the folks in Oakshade don't always love Rusty Schleich. But when I love it when he wins there, because they boo him, they throw stuff. It's entertaining. I therefore hope and am predicting a Rusty Schleich victory Saturday night turn. That was five things. Lots and lots of video coming up this weekend. Turno, what do we got? We have all kinds of stuff. How about that? Uh, all the Summer Nationals. No, that's not all this week. But uh, <laughs> over the next month, we will have all the Summer Nationals. Summer Nationals Minute, Heat Races, Feature Highlights, and also you can watch live. Live! The Sorry. Dirt Vision Fast Pass, power, fueled, fueled by DirtOnDirt.com. Yes. Uh, make sure you get that. It's 39 bucks, and basically you get to watch the whole tour for it. So uh, make sure and get that. Okay. Lucas Oil at Fayetteville, Cherokee, and Smoky Mountain. MLRA at Beaver Dam, which I want to hear that story here in a minute. Uh, ALMS from Oakshade, unsanctioned at Ponderosa, Portsmouth. USA 100 for Virginia Motor. And uh, let's see, two more. Clash at Lawrence County and NASCAR at Cedar Lake. How about that? NASCAR at Cedar Lake. We'll be up there for the USA Nationals uh, very shortly. And, of course, don't forget live video coming up, that Dirt Vision Fast Pass. You can get it right here on DirtOnDirt.com and watch every Summer Nationals race live at DirtOnDirt.com in the upper right-hand corner, June 12th through July 13th. You can be watching live Summer Nationals racing. Holy cow, I can't believe that's the case. First time ever, you can watch almost the entire month for 39 bucks, which is unbelievable. And, of course, the firecracker turn uh, next weekend. Yes. yes. Not this weekend. Next weekend, you will be out in Western PA for the Firecracker 100. Watch that live at DOD as well. we got a lot of notes, post-dream notes to clean up in the notebook. First, you all know Ruben Morales, who is lit. The lit. It is lit. Ruben is the voice of the Summer Nationals, and quite honestly, one of the most positive, happy people I have ever seen to be around racing in my entire life. We all love Ruben. He's become a big thing at Dirt on Dirt. We absolutely love the kid. He'd never been to a dirt late model event at Eldora before. <laughs> Check this out. This is him during the four wide from behind. He had no idea Derek was taking this photo. This is Ruben during the four wide. <laughs> but check this out. This is Ruben from the front of the four wide. <laughs> I love this. So one. excited. He's just so happy. Uh, courtesy Jonathan Clayton for this front photo. I love it so much. It's just the absolute best, Ruben, buddy. Swab. Um, we love you. One of the cool moments during the dream as well, the amp, was it Thursday or Friday night? Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. night, the amp goes out at Eldora. There was too much uh, juice being pumped through it. So during the national anthem, you can see that you can't hear it, but uh, the, the audio stopped working. What did the crowd do, Turn They sang, sang the rest of the national anthem, which was absolutely very cool. This was during that exact moment. Yeah. I've seen it happen at sporting events before, but I don't think I've seen it at a dirt late model race. That was pretty neat. Uh, to see the entire crowd uh, get behind that and sing the song. Uh, the drone guy, I was hoping to have a little more drone video. We'll have it. Our drone guy was amazing all weekend. When Bloomquist weighed light at the scales, he followed him from there all the way back to his hauler. We will have that video at some point. Um, just absolutely awesome stuff. Uh, thank you to Drone Guy, as we called him all weekend. How about Kyle Strickler during driver's intros? We talk to guys all the yeah. time about being better on a show. during driver's intros. Here's your pole sitter, Kyle Strickler. Do you think he's pumped up to be in his first dirt late model dream? Look at, the, look at this. <laughs> It's like Dylan at the Chili Bowl. Yes, yeah, I exactly. love it yes. so much. Look at Strick getting Hulk going. Hogan. I love it. I absolutely love it. Kyle Strickler, more late model racing for him, please. I would absolutely 
Uh, love to see that. Uh, Brandon Shepard, with his dream victory, became the 16th millionaire in dirt late model racing since 2000. Million dollar club. Uh, guys uh, that have won him worth a million dollars of first, first place prizes. Brandon Shepard became the 16th. Uh, how about this? Going back to the 2016 World 100, Zach Dome has made every prelim feature and main event feature he has entered in the exact same car. 16, 17, 18, 19, three and a half basically now years. Dome has made every race in the exact same car. That is unbelievable at Eldora. How about this? Since 2014, when Dale McDowell won the dream, he has now finished in the top 10 in every Eldora crown jewel since then, the dream and the world. Four times Scott Bloomquist has missed the dream, as he did uh, this past weekend. The previous three times he did it, what did he do the next year, Turn? Won it. He won it. Came back the next year to win it. 2020 dream. We'll see Look what out. happens. Uh, apologize for no drive home on Saturday night, by the way. Derek uh, ruined it all, actually. Uh, we thought about staying in, in Ohio, but we drove all the way home to Illinois, and it was very late when we got out of there, so we did not get to do a drive home on Facebook. Derek, apologize to the people. I'm not apologizing because I had a tea time, and we had a great time ride home anyway. Like You were pumped. Time. Yeah, the tea uh, time. The 945 post-Eldora tea time. That's You know what? I love golf, and... Uh, I shot a 98, so it wasn't, I mean, not the greatest, but I'll take it. 98 sticks. Yeah, I, I heard it was 99 earlier. I you think stink. it's gotten better. Um, 96, actually. Last note, very sad again today. We had a Travis Cushion news last week and then the Billy Vasic news today. Um, uh, was son, of course, stepson of, of Huey, who ran Masters Built by Huey for so long, uh, passed away last night. Uh, it was an incident with his camper and a fire. And uh, just, Derek, you just met him this weekend. Um, I was helping Brandon Overton and that Rum Runner crew and Joey Coulter. I, I crossed paths with him a few times. Super nice kid. Uh, just hate to see that this had happened to him today. Uh, Derek, I think you said you met him for the first time on, on Saturday. Is that correct? Yeah, because, you know, Kovac did a story on, you know, the, him and Huey and all that. And that was the first time I ever met him. We shook hands. We talked for about 10 minutes. So it's, like, really eerie to, like, it it's is. crazy to see, like, how fast life go, comes at you. It does. Life can change in an instant. Our thoughts and prayers are with Billy's family. Uh, like I said, this just happened last night. We just got the news before we started uh, Late Model Live today that he had passed away last night. Shocking news and, and thoughts with Brandon and Joey and all those guys and Billy's entire family. Um, I hated to hear it. Second week in a row, I hate to have to do that. Um, final notes, uh, it's a busy time here at Dirt on Dirt. Roger Slack once said to me that the Summer Nationals is what made DirtOnDirt.com. He said the fact that you went out there in 2008, which would have been our second season, and covered them every night showed that you were legitimate. I always think about Roger. Um, for the first time ever this year, you can watch them all live. Every single Summer Nationals rates a huge step for us as a company and our partnership with Dirt Vision. Uh, Late Model Live is going on its classic summer break. We've done about 10 or 12, 10 shows, 12 shows this year. I don't know what the number this is. This is our... 10th. 10th show this year. Uh, go on our summer break. There's just too much racing. We're live every night, every Tuesday with Lucas and, and the Outlaws and and uh, the Summer Nationals. Just too much live racing for us to uh, do the show. We will return the week before the North-South 100. So Tuesday, August 6th, we will be back on air. We'll have Josh King join us that night, as we always do. Uh, so get ready. Get ready to strap up. This is a very busy, busy time for Dirt on Dirt. Are you guys ready for this next 30 days? Oh, I'm thrilled, pumped, ecstatic. I will be pretty much at a racetrack for the next 40 days. A couple off days, but I'm ready to go, Dad. I'm going to make you proud. <sighs> All right. Turn, you ready to rock? A lot of live shows. Oh, yeah. We're ready. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we are ready. Just bear with us this next month, okay? We may try not to kill each other. I am Michael Rigsby for Derek Kessinger, for Michael Reiners, and everybody at DirtOnDirt.com. Hell Tour is less than 24 hours away, guys. Uh, we'll see you back here in a couple of months on Late Model Live. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>